Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Germantown Presbyterian Church. Welcome, one and all. It's a delight to see everybody this morning. Welcome to all of you who are here in our sanctuary. We have a whole host of people who are joining us online for our live stream broadcast. We want to welcome all of them as well. So welcome, one and all, to this service of worship. If you are worshiping with us online, then you can go to our church website. You can, uh, you can download the bulletin. You can see the bulletin there. You can follow along with all elements of worship. You can uh, participate in all the liturgical acts that we'll be doing here in the sanctuary as part of this worship service and uh, be part of our congregation, whether we are in person or online. So welcome one and all to this worship service. A very special word of welcome to any visitors who are here. We are delighted that you are here among us this morning. Thank you for being here. We do have a friendship pad that's on the inside aisle of each pew, a red pad. I'll invite you to uh, take that if you're sitting next to the aisle, and you can fill that out. And if you're a visitor and you'd like to know more about GPC, then you can just uh, check the visitor's box. And we'd be delighted to be in touch with you, to tell you more about our church family and who we are, and to answer any questions uh, that you may have. So welcome, one and all. If you are a visitor, then you might see the yellow visitor bags that are in the narthex, they're on the tables, they're bright yellow bags, and they are filled with all kinds of good information about GPC, plus a few little promotional items, like maybe a t-shirt or a hat or a pen or something good like that. So if you're a visitor, we'd love to let you know more about GPC, and you can find something about our church in those visitor bags. Friends, after each service, there is a minister down front, and so uh, one of us will be here right in this spot after the service. And if you are visiting and you'd like to ask any questions about the church, then you can ask the minister down front. If you have any uh, health concerns, if you have any upcoming surgeries, visitors or church members, and you'd like for the minister to be here and to know about that and to pray for you and just to be part of that process with you, then uh, again, come see the minister down front at the end of the service. It is so good to welcome Dr. John Johnson this morning to our pulpit to preach at the morning service. John is a very familiar, friendly face to a lot of folks within our congregation because he came on staff um, well over a year ago as uh, the music leader for our evening worship service. John is not only, though, an incredibly accomplished musician and one of the, the leaders at the Visible School of Music downtown, um, but he is also a great speaker and a great preacher, and he has become a great friend to all of us here at GPC. You may remember several years ago, Gerald Tietje, in fact, uh, um, became familiar with uh, John, and John helped us with uh, a band of angels, which was a special musical performance that we did now four or five years ago, I think. And then um, John, uh, in our evolving conversations and our starting of our evening uh, blended worship service. John came on board and came on staff. Gosh, uh, January of 2020, when the world was still normal, <laughs> and uh, pre-COVID, and uh, came on staff to help lead us in our evening worship service. And then that's only blossomed and uh, been a beautiful experience. And so, please welcome John. He's going to preach this morning and this evening. And we wanted folks uh, in our morning worship service to uh, to get to know John a little bit and his uh, great faith, and his great personality, and we are so blessed to have you as part of our church staff. Thank you, John, for preaching this morning. 
One or two more announcements. Uh, one is we are delighted when we have uh, people volunteer to work in our new audio and visual uh, booth upstairs. Of course, we're not only uh, um, have the audio for our service, which we used to record, but now we've got the, uh, the video as well, and you can see the cameras, you can see the new lights that are helping us uh, light things up a little bit this morning. And so we are so grateful that one of the positive outcomes of the last year or so has been that we are now visual as well as audio, and we've got people joining in from uh, the map. is amazing to look around the country from where people join in on our service here when we live stream it. So um, we need a few more folks who can join this great band of characters upstairs and can help us with our audio, visual, and our tech needs. Um, and so thank you, thank you, thank you to them always. And then we could use a few more. So if you're interested, see David Bradford. He's upstairs, and you can uh, join in this effort as well. Um, please do, if you are able, please join uh, the installation service of the PW officers. That will be on Tuesday the 17th in Warren Hall at 10 a.m. And uh, that's always a wonderful occasion for us as we begin another element of the program year for that fantastic group, our Presbyterian Women's Group, to install their officers and to, for them to begin that great program year. So that will take place on the, the 17th, Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., and everybody is invited uh, to be part of that installation service on that morning. So please do do that. Ting Ting, Ting Ting Yao is here this morning, and this is her last Sunday with us. Would you stand up just for a moment? Ting 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 has blessed us for almost five years in our worship service here with her amazing four, going on five, <laughs> four years with her incredible talent. And if you just, you, you, you hear her play and you watch her play, and then you can just feel the, uh, the depth with which you play this instrument and with you add to our music. And so she is moving to Texas, I believe, to take a position there. So we want to send you off today with our heartfelt gratitude and our love for you and our prayers for you, and we know that you go with God's blessing, and thank you for all you've given to this congregation in the last four years. Thank you. Last but not least, before we worship, all these announcements before we really get to why we're here today, which is worship. Um, so, obviously, the COVID Delta variant is uh, making its way through our community and through lots of communities. It's on everybody's hearts and minds. And so, um, our session will meet this coming Wednesday night, a called meeting of the session at 7. They should have received an email notification about that just to uh, discuss, pray, discern, try to understand what we as a congregation ought to do in response to the latest Surge. We had a really good meeting with a GPC member who's an infectious disease expert last week. A COVID group did. We'll go to the session, let them try to understand what's best for us and what we ought to do. If you have feedback that you would like to offer the session at each entryway, you'll find a piece of paper with a beautiful uh, picture of the church on the front. On the back are the members of the session. Your elders are listed there. And there is an email on there that is gpc-covid at germantownpres.org. Um, and that's, just, that's, a, that's, a, that's a singular way for you to get feedback 
to the elders of the church about your thoughts, your opinions, what we ought to do. If you send that email to me, it's likely to get lost in a sea of cyberspace emails. So send it to this address, gpc-covid at germantownpress.org. And these will be printed out, and they'll be given to every session member beforehand. You can offer your feedback, your thoughts, your ideas on what we ought to do, because the answer is we don't know exactly what we ought to do. We've got kids in here. We've got folks who can't be vaccinated. We've got lots of folks who are vaccinated. Some people are really uh, uh, hopeful about moving through this soon. Others think we're in for a long slog. So with all of that being said, pray for your elders. Pray for your elders and send them feedback to this email address, and it will get to them, and they will do what, uh, what they think is best for the church, especially for those who are vulnerable and who can't get vaccinated for some reason yet. So pray for them and, and uh, look forward to hearing your feedback, and thank you for all of your thoughts and prayers. And now we get to the real reason why we are here this morning, and that is to worship God. Friends, please do prepare your hearts and minds for worship of Almighty God. God is holy and loving. God is generous and strong. God alone is worthy of our praise. Please stand and join me in our call to worship. <clears throat> Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark my iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with our God there is power to redeem.
Jesus came into the world to bring peace, to bring grace to sinners like us. Out of gratitude for God's mercy, let us confess our sins together. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. We confess our sin before you, honestly acknowledging how far we can stray from you. O oh Christ, you have known us the way, the truth, and the life that comes through you. Often we prefer our own way, assuming we know best. We assume there are many versions of truths, and we choose the one that suits us. We believe the good life comes through means other than you. Forgive us and have mercy on us, we pray, and restore us to the proper frame of mind and heart for discipleship. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ's death on the cross reconciles us to God. His resurrection brings us new life in God's presence. I declare to you that in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you. As our children come forward for the children's sermon, please greet those around you with the sign of God's peace. Well, good morning, boys and girls. How's everybody today? It has to be one of the most exciting days of the year for you, right? Oh, look, I got some yeses. Why? What's, what's the big deal this week? School is starting tomorrow. It's always an exciting day in many people's houses as the kids get ready to go back to school. Raise your hand if you're feeling excited. Raise your hand if you're not so excited. Oh. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're a little nervous. Yeah. Raise your hand if you're like, eh, I got this. No, nobody's got it yet. But. <laughs> 
Well, going back to school is definitely a time for excitement and a time for joy to see all your friends, to meet a new and caring teacher who is going to teach you so much this year, just to have fun in the classroom. You know you have fun at school, don't you? Yes, your teachers make learning so much fun. So there's a lot to be excited about. I know it is also a little bit nerve-wracking, too, to think that you're going to meet new friends, you're going to have a new teacher you have to get used to. So it's kind of a time of mixed emotions, isn't it? But here's the thing, and you don't think about this very much, but it's a time for mixed emotions for your teacher. Your teacher is welcoming in 20 new children to his or her class. Your principal is welcoming in all of these children to the school. And there is a lot to think about. And they are nervous, too. But they're excited, too. So I want you to remember that as you go to school tomorrow. I also want you to remember that God is with you. So as our children go to school, as our high schoolers go to school, as our, all the teachers and administrators go back to school, we pray for them and um, we love them and we want them to just have a great day, a great week, everyone to be safe and um, just keep the joy and know that God is with us during these exciting and then sometimes nerve-wracking times, right? Okay, if you will bow your heads and pray for me. Oh, Pastor Susie made these wonderful prayers for families and students. Um, they're in the narthex and out here in the lobby, if you will grab one. They're beautiful prayers for families and um, for anyone who is just looking forward to a great or maybe a little nerve-wracking week. So please grab one of those. They're beautiful. All right, will you bow your head and we will pray together, okay? I'll just pray today. How about that? Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for such an exciting week coming up for all of our children, our teenagers, our college students, um, teachers and administrators heading back to school. Be with us all at this exciting, yet sometimes nerve-wracking, and um, a lot of time of responsibility um, coming up. We pray that, our, that you will be with all of these people as um, we have a wonderful school year, a time for great knowledge and a time for great fun and great discovery. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Let us turn our hearts to Almighty God in prayer. Spirit of the living God, you've gathered us into this beautiful sanctuary so that we might worship you and glorify your holy name. Now we pray that you will still our minds and our souls so that as we hear your word read and proclaimed to us, we might know your will for our lives today. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Our first reading from scripture this morning is from Psalm 34, verses 1 through 8. Let us hear God's word to us. I will bless the Lord at all times. The praise of God shall ever be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the humble hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. I sought the Lord. The Lord answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to God are radiant and their faces are never ashamed. I called out in my affliction and the Lord heard me and saved me from all my troubles. The angel of the Lord encompasses those who fear God and will deliver them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who take refuge in God. Good morning, GPC. Before I read the word, um, I would like to introduce to you my wife is here. We celebrate 49 years of marriage this month, uh, and I would like her to stand. Yeah, thank you. I know we look way too young <laughs> for me to be talking about 49 years together and 51 years that we, we have been actually 51 years together, 49 married. And I'd also like to introduce my sister who is moving to this area from Sacramento, uh, California, and uh, uh, with her husband, Gary. If you all could stand as well. We're so glad to welcome her to the state of Tennessee. And before I go any further as well, I want to uh, just share with you how I actually came to be a part of the Band of Angels was a young lady that I went to school with in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, and we've known each other probably about 52 to 53 years, and that's Anne Fluker, Anne Harbor. Uh, so you all know her. It's all her fault. <laughs> Our New Testament scripture reading is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through Ephesians 5, verse 2. And it says, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their hands, 
that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. This is the word of the Lord. Father, I thank you for this opportunity this morning, and I ask that you would use me, but I ask that your Holy Spirit would illumine us, will open our eyes, that our ears may be open to hear your word, and that our hearts might be receptive to all that you have to say. Thanks for who you are to us, and thank you for your great love for us, and it's in your name we pray, amen. As I read through these passages of scripture, the words, be imitator, stood out to me. It's a different version than we've read. It's out of the New International Version of the Bible. And I looked up the word imitate, and it means to emulate or to copy, to follow as a pattern, model, or example. In many ways, children mimic the speech, actions, and attitudes of their parents. My twin granddaughters, some of you had the opportunity to meet them when we did our outdoor service some months ago. Sage and Jade just turned three years old. And I have to say, I'm not ashamed of it. They have stolen my heart again. There's something about our grandchildren that... um, I'm not sure that our children really understand it so much because they're always saying, well, why didn't you do that to them that you did to me? Uh, And we just have to let them know the truth. We were practicing on you. (laughs) And we've learned a lot, and so we thank you for being our test and our experiment. But my twin granddaughters mimic some of the sayings of their mother and their nana. They things like, oh my gosh, or what's wrong? You okay? Don't be sad. They not only mimic the words, but the inflections and the facial expressions that go along with it. It's amazing. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2 says, and Paul is giving an exhortation to the church at Ephesus. And he is saying, as we are not only children of our earthly parents, but now through Christ, we are children of our heavenly Father. We are to be imitators of him. We are to be imitators of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, of their holy communion together, of their display of love 
and humility in their relating, of their beautiful flow together, although equal their humble submission to one another, of their deference and preference towards one another, of their unity and love, even though they are one, their different roles and functions complement their ministry together, of their commitment to one another, even when it comes with such a great cost and sacrifice to accomplish the mission. We have a beautiful example to follow and copy as we seek to be a community of faith, a family of God that seeks to walk in unity and love, a people who have been redeemed and loved by God and who have covenanted to walk out that love with one another. Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35, he says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Paul instructs the church to live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, he speaks of the attitudes that we are to have towards one another. We are to be humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. When you look and you see these words, it brings back to us Paul's writings to the, Corinth, the church in Corinth when he speaks to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And he says, love, love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. It's in this context that Paul instructs the church at Ephesus to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. You see, this is what Christ did for us. Because no one else could bring about this unity or this peace. It can be found nowhere else in the world. It can be only through Jesus Christ that we have such a unity and such bond of peace. I knew that this was going to happen. Mike, I may need your help. My... What, what it shows to us is that we cannot, as a people, make this unity or bring about this bond of peace. What we are to do 
is to maintain and keep it. So what are the things that we need to be aware of that threaten this unity and bond of peace within the body? Paul highlights for us in chapter 4, verse 22, things in regard to our former way of life and instructs the people of God on what they need to do. Paul instructs the believers to avoid immoral lifestyles. Verses 4, chapter 4, 17 through 19. Paul describes the unsaved, the ones who have not yet committed their lives to the Lord. He describes them as confused, with confused thoughts, with hardened hearts, with closed minds, with impure and greedy thoughts in verse 19. Paul then reminds the believers that they need to adopt a spiritual lifestyle in verses 20 through 32. They are to have a renewal of spiritual thoughts and attitudes. And one of the things that we need to be aware of, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, I'm reading out of the Amplified, and it says, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. You see, our inner man, our spirits were made completely new. However, we have the privilege to co-labor with Christ in the renewal of our minds. Not the removal, but the renewal of our minds by the power of God's Word. You see, we have to inform our minds, our thinking, of the incredible miracle that has happened in our spirits. But you know as well as I do, our minds need constant reminding of who we really are in Christ Jesus and who he has made us to be. We often forget, and we forget who he has made us to be, but that's what Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus. I need you to remind yourself constantly that you may be renewed in the spirit of your mind of who Christ Jesus has now made you to be. What this helps us to do is it will help us to know what to keep and what to discard, what we are to put on and what we are to take off. Note, God never tells us to to take something off without telling us what we are then to put on. Recently, my wife and I went through and cleaned out our closet. And we made some determinations on what we would throw out and what we would keep. Some clothing just didn't fit anymore. How many of you have done that and go, I don't even know when was the last time I was even able to get into that? Let's not talk about it. Um, It's just amazing. It's like a friend of mine said it this way. He said, God is really gracious to us. The older we get, 
our eyelids and under our eyes, bags starts forming, our abdomen and everything starts falling. And he said, but then he causes our eyes to grow dim and so we don't see it as clearly. We cleaned out the closet and we decided that we would give it to some either Salvation Army or Goodwill. But Paul is suggesting here to the church at Ephesus on what to put off and put on in their spiritual wardrobe. In verses 24 and 26 through 28 and 29, He tells them that they are to put off lying because it wreaks havoc and raises trust issues within the community of God. You see, our relationships grow at the pace of trust. Any lying and falsity destroys that trust. He also tells them, put off uncontrolled anger. It causes us to say things and possibly to do violent things that will hurt others. The saying says, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never harm me. What a lie. Sometimes we can heal faster from the physical than from the awful things that are said to us through words. He said, put off stealing taking from others with no contribution to the whole, as if we had a right to do so. Then he said, put off corrupt longings. It speaks for itself. That's not who we are. And Paul then ends and says, it grieves the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, because all of these things are works of the flesh and not of the Spirit. But then Paul not only tells them what they are to take off, but what they are then to put on. And he says in verses 25 and 28 through 32, he says, put on the new self. That new self characterizes itself in truthfulness, The Amplified Version of the Bible says, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly. We're to put on honest labor, not only to meet our needs, but also where we're able to contribute to the needs of others. We're to put on helping others in their time of need. This is a beautiful thing because it gets us out of us and into others which is always healthy. Building one another up, listening and ministering to one another, getting to really know one another so that we know best how to encourage and to build one another up. And these last three I'm going to put together because there's something about Paul saying, put on showing kindness and compassion Put on forgiveness. I don't know about you, but there was, a, there was a campaign back in the 70s through the Billy Graham 
crusade, and it said, I found it. I liked the idea of what we were seeking to do as Christians all across this nation, but I didn't like the fact that we called it, I found it. Because as I thought on my own testimony of how Jesus rescued me and arrested me for his purpose, I was not looking for him at all. In fact, I was hoping where I was going to go, he was not there. He found me. He left the 99 and came looking for me. He knew that lost people could not find their way. And Jesus came in the fall of 1974 through a personal crisis. And he arrested me and arrested my life for his purpose. When I know and when you know where Christ has brought us from, it's not hard for us to show kindness to other people. It's not hard for us to be compassionate with others. It's not hard at all because we know the kind of love and the kind of effort that he did to find us and to rescue our lives. Forgiveness, yes, I can forgive others. Sometimes it's a little bit hard, but as I remind myself of what he has not only forgiven me for, but what he continues to forgive me, yes, I can then forgive others. GPC will... Mike, Susie, thank you all for the opportunity for me to be able to speak this morning. Ever since we have come to be a part of the staff and to be a part of this church, we have felt nothing but love and acceptance. That speaks of the Christ that is in you, GPC. As we copy and as we imitate our Father, we will be a community of people who will continue to grow and who will attract others in the world who are desperate to experience such love. You see, one of the greatest fears that we as human beings have is that will you still love me when you really find out who I am? And Christ Jesus has answered that for us because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And his love that has come to us has come with full disclosure. He knows everything about us. There is no oops with God. And he is wanting us, as Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus in chapter 3, he wants us to be baptized in that love, that we know the height, the depth, the length, and the breadth of that love so that when we discover things about ourselves that he already knows, that we can realize that his love has not diminished one bit. He loves us. He has given a love to us that we then can love others who are maybe not even like us, not even of the same culture or same race. It doesn't matter because we know that this Jesus has loved us, has accepted us, 
There are people who are waiting in the wings. There are people who are looking for such acceptance, who want to experience the harmony and peace in relationships that we have here. It's a little piece of heaven right here on earth that we as a church can continue to be hope for the weary, light for those that are frailing in the darkness, peace for those who are troubled in their souls, help for the oppressed, shade for the ones that are scorched by the effects and the evil effects of sin and sought to hold back the corruption that is in the world, a city on a hill whose light cannot be hidden. Let us pray. Father, thanks. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you that you didn't wait for us to get our act together. You knew we couldn't. Thanks for coming. Thanks for washing and cleansing us with your precious blood. Thank you then for putting us in your family. Thanks for the instructions. Thank you that your spirit dwells within us, enabling us and empowering us to be imitators of you. Amen. It is no exaggeration at all to say that this morning we've been renewed in our faith through the word of God read and proclaimed. And so I invite you to stand as you are able and recommit yourselves to this faith through the reciting of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Our first solo this morning was one of my favorites, one of my favorite hymns. Thank you for that beautiful uh, rendition of it. It's got a great line in it that says, here I raise my Ebenezer. And people sometimes wonder what that is. It comes from a section of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 7, where Samuel is leading the Israelites, and they've defeated the Philistines in battle. And uh, they come to this place where they, wanna, they want to erect a monument, an altar, and just thank God for, for that victory. And so they create this monument. It's called Ebenezer. And Ebenezer literally means, I've made it this far by God's help. By God's help, we have made it this far. And so they raised their Ebenezer there. And so it's a great line. And so 
I was thinking about that and, and this prayer that's coming up. And so, friends, by God's help, we have made it this far. So we do kick off a new program year next Sunday. We go back to the normal uh, schedule for us. We go back to two services, no more one 9.30 service and six. Now we have an 8.30 service, 11 o'clock service next week. We have Sunday school in between, an amazing uh, list of Sunday school classes for adults that our adult ed committee has put together. Mike's been working with them a lot on that. Great adult ed classes, pancake breakfast for the children and uh, children youth uh, in the AC during the Sunday school hour. We've got a phenomenal group of confirmation teachers put together. We just have, have everything that we are so poised and ready and eager to do as we uh, sort of end this season in the church's life, throw a flood in there as well, just for good measure. We end that season of the church's life and we emerge into a new season and we raise an Ebenezer today because it is only by God's help that we have made it this far. So in that same spirit, in that same vein, I encourage all of you to think about some new way to, to thank God for making it through whatever this recent season in your life has been like and to renew your commitment to the church, to, to renew a commitment to an adult Sunday school class or to, um, to be part of, our, uh, part of our church life in some new and different way. I just want to encourage you to do that and for parents and grandparents to bring your children and, and, and help your youth uh, get up and, and get to Sunday school and youth group as well. Here we raise our Ebenezer and we move forward into whatever future God has for us. Let us pray. You are the God of love and you are the God of trust. Lord, we obey you and we love you. We pour out our souls today before you in this act of worship because you are worthy of all praise. You are holy beyond our comprehension, O God. You have come to us in Jesus Christ as we have just heard that he might set a pattern for us, that we might imitate him. We might see in him your ways of goodness and truth that we might imitate the abundant life that he has for each one of us. And so we are grateful, O oh God, to walk together with you in humble adoration, grateful to walk together as a congregation, as friends in Christ, as we worship you today and as we move toward the future. Lord, here it is on this day in our lives, individually in our church, Lord, that we do raise our Ebenezer. We raise this monument of thankfulness for your aid and your sustenance. Lord, you have brought us thus far together in our season, in our season, in our life together. You have brought us thus far, and so we thank you. We know that we stand on the brink, O oh God, of a new program year, and there are so many plans behind the scenes. There is much excitement, maybe some apprehension, many new classes, all these places of fellowship, places to serve again in our community, places to learn and ways to worship. And Lord, we pray then for all those who are making plans. We pray for those who are seeking your guidance, those who are following your will. We pray for our collective life together as a congregation of your people. Lord, you know already that we do so with the uncertainty that continues to plague us as a church, as a community, as a country. 
So we pray earnestly for you to continue to show us, Lord, the best way forward through our collective discernment. Bless our leaders, O God. Help us to keep a good perspective, a cheerful and charitable heart toward one another. Lord, help us not to forget all your benefits and your good intentions for us. And Lord, we follow the pattern of Christ and we look not to to serve ourselves first, but we think of others. We pray for people in other lands where there is such duress, places like Cuba, places like Haiti. Lord, we pray for all the people there. We pray for its citizens. We pray where there is poverty, O God. We pray where there is corruption. We pray especially for the weak and the vulnerable, that they would be safe from those who would exploit them for their own means. We think about our own family members and friends who live in Northern California and other places where wildfires are so widespread and so dangerous. Lord, we pray that you would protect them, protect those who protect human life and property. Lord, hear us as we express that our only confidence, our only trust is in you. We don't trust our own abilities, O God. We know that we are frail. But we know that with you, O Christ, with you who strengthens us, that we can do all things as we follow you. And so it is that we follow you by praying together this prayer that you taught all of your disciples to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we have full hearts and desire to respond to a generous God. God has been good to us. God has brought us thus far. And so out of gratitude, we continue to worship through the giving of our tithes and our offerings.
Would you pray with me? Oh God, it's so good to spend time with you in this 
holy place, not because of how beautiful it is, but because of how beautiful and wonderful you are. And how faithful you are every time we come seeking you, you show up. And you are responsive to our needs. And you know better than anybody that gratitude for us is both a natural and intentional practice. And so to you, our great God, we gift to you these tithes and offerings from hearts and souls and lives that are grateful. That for wherever we are today and every day, you choose to be there with us. So we ask that you would receive these and take delight in them and bless and magnify them for your glory alone. This we pray in your holy name. Amen. GPC, our God is a great God. Our God has blessed us so. He has given us a pattern and example to follow. That as we have been fed this morning, as we have worshipped him this morning, we become more and more like him. As we go from this place, let us be kind to every person that we come in contact with. To those that we can help, let us help. To those that we need to forgive, let's forgive. I bless you now. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you.